So I know I usually start with a weird geocache, some very strange story about some uh, one of these treasures that you can find on a distant mountain somewhere or whatever. Um, but today I want to start out with a geocache that happened in my life. Um, a geocache that was uh, obviously um, a, a uh, indicator that God was there in my life, uh, loved me, and loved his people. And he leaves these geocaches in our lives, and sometimes they come in the form of people. And to me, they came in uh, the form of J.I. Packer. Uh, he was an amazing theologian, an amazing Christian, and just a fantastic person um, who died um, about a week ago at 93 years old. He was a professor at Regent College for 80 years or something. It was a ridiculous amount of time. And um, I had the privilege of taking uh, one class from him, um, Anglican History. And Dr. Packer was just uh, a light, a beacon, a geocache of God's presence. He was uh, one of the places where heaven met earth, one of the most joyful people I've ever met. Um, just this thin, lanky, kind of an absent-minded professor type with a real kindness to him. Not the typical sort of abrasive um, quality that, that some academics um, seem to indulge and enjoy. It's kind of part of the culture. But him, even though he was, he was an old Oxford man and uh, was, you know, from very high society in a way, um, he, he always met you on your level. And um, I just have a few memories of him. I don't have near as many as um, I know people who have a lot of fun memories of him. One of the things he always used to say was, in his accent, he would say, a Christian is the best thing to be, and an Anglican is the best way to be one. And that was always his, his contention, that he, was, he loved the Anglican tradition, and he loved what he had done for the faith. Um, and I remember my, my roommate at the time went to his church, and he was a landscaper. David was a landscaper, and um, one time I got this phone call, you know, and it's, and this is a long time ago when you had one phone, uh, at your house for whoever lived there. Um, even though it was like three smelly dudes all sharing part of a house. Um, anyway, a long time ago, one phone, ask your parents about it, but the phone rang, I pick it up and, and I hear, hello, was David there? And I, and I said, no, he's not here right now. Can I take a message from you? Oh, sure. Yes. This is Jim from Regent. And I went, yeah. Ah, uh, doctor, uh, hi, Dr. Packer. Uh, yeah, I'll get it to him. And uh, so I left him a message from Dr. James I. Packer, which is just uh, an amazing thing. One of the most, um, probably the best, one of the best-selling theologians of the last 50 years. Um, his book, Knowing God, uh, was a classic um, for, uh, I would say, baby boomers, 70s and 80s. I remember the copy being on the shelf at mom and dad's house, at church, at aunts and uncles' houses, at all the deacons' houses, at all the elders' houses. Everybody had that blue copy of Knowing God with the gold writing. And uh, he's just one of those people who left an impression and leaves an impression that God is always leaving these treasures for us if we just open our eyes to see. Welcome to Geocaching Scripture.
Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect, and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began, and at the proper time manifested in his word through preaching, with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our Savior to Titus, my true child, in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Now, this is one of those things, you think of Paul, like, walking into a room, and, and people, you know, always come in and, you know, I'm, I'm Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, this is, you know, this is what I do for a living. Um, Paul, I think, you know, it was probably a very long time, he, he had to shake your hand forever, because he was always saying, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, called to be XYZ unto the people of this, in this present age, in this dark age that we see ending, da 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 as if it took him forever to just walk in the door. And I bet that was kind of interesting. But Paul's greetings are one of those things that um, any scholar or pastor will, will usually spend a good, a good amount of time on because they were an important part of a letter at the time. So Paul wrote in um, a letter format that he would have um, learned probably as a child, would have read hundreds and hundreds of letters, within this format, and he writes in a particular format all the time, and it's it's kind of predictable, the structure, um, to the point that we almost sort of roll our eyes and we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Go ahead, Paul. Do your thing. You're Paul. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you do your thing. Okay, whatever. But, of course, we're geocaching, so we, we, we press a little deeper into this one here. And this is interesting that Paul is writing, okay, so... Titus, um, I did Titus last week, Titus is Paul uh, charging Titus, this particular believer, to go to the churches in Crete and kind of straighten out what's going on there and prepare them to uh, just to be healthy, lasting communities of faith. And so he's he's sending Titus into a place that's, that's difficult. Um, it's not an easy uh, operation. It's it's a difficult mission field. Lots going on, even though Crete is a small place. It's a contentious place. Most of the people that live there were retired mercenary soldiers um, who lived the Greco-Roman life, um, which meant in that time, especially for men, there was a lot of sexual brokenness. There was really no, almost no rules when it came to their uh, sexual appetites. Um, they were hard drinking, hard living, and that was that was what you were kind of supposed to be, that kind of person. And Paul writes to them, and writes to Titus, well, he writes to Titus to go talk to them about what it means to follow Christ and exhibit the character of Christ, how the two are connected. But he opens his letter throwing theological punches left and right, as usual. So, Here's one of the first clues that we see. The command of God our Savior to Titus, my true child in the common face, grace and peace to you from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. That term, Savior. Now to us, that's like, yeah, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come on down front and give the pastor a high five, would you? You know, that's, that's something that we've gotten used to as part of American evangelical Christianity. But at the time, that was a new term, and 
Paul had stolen that term quite purposely because it was a term that Caesar used for himself. He called himself Caesar, Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior. And Paul had stolen that term, and that's the geocache there. He'd stolen it and ascribed it to Jesus. He is talking about them being citizens of a new country, and that is the country of Christ, the country of the gospel, not citizens of Rome, not citizens of Crete, not citizens of Greece or anywhere else. That Jesus is the only Savior that they need to know. Second thing, to Titus, my true child in a common faith. So, one of the issues here was that there were people from the Israelite community who had become Christians and were starting to press on to the Christians' Jewish customs, circumcision, dietary laws, keeping certain days, all sorts of other indicators of Jewish faith. And Paul comes out against that in many places, all through his writing. He is coming out against that and saying, okay, those things are not what this is about anymore. And that those things are no longer required. The, the, the point of it all is, is that relationship with Jesus. You cannot add anything to it. You cannot add some ritual to it. And he's sending Titus into this place where one of these factions is sort of fomenting there. He's sending Titus in, and Titus is Greek. He is not Jewish. And so he greets Titus, my true son, in a common faith to say, you are my family. Paul, who said, I am the Israelite of Israelites, says to Titus, you are my family. You are my son in a common faith. We share this. You see how much there is in just a couple of, a couple of words here, probably like two words in Greek, especially Paul's Greek. Finally, at the time, probably you know, not long before this and, and during that time too, people would say, Greetings to you, grace and peace from God, or the gods, or whatever. Paul says, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus. Now again, that rings just like, yeah, 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 okay, Paul always says that. Why do you look at the frame of this picture? But that is really important. Grace and peace only come from God. Nobody ever said grace and peace from Moses. Grace and peace from Abraham, grace and peace from Elijah. When they say grace and peace, they mean God. Grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Savior, both who bring grace and peace. It's a powerful message. Paul is subverting the Roman context of the message, the Cretan context of the message, the Jewish context of the message, to say this is a new thing. This is entirely a new thing, and that is the importance of a name, the importance of a name change, the importance of, of bringing that difference about in just the smallest details. It's a, it's a few letters in Greek, but it's libraries full of theology, and maybe that's what we need to pay attention to today. And I'm reminded, too, just bringing up J.I. Packer, um, the, the cognate, what did I say, the cognate soul, the other person I've met who reminded me most of him when it came to how he reflected Christ was my grandfather, Titus Eugene Gustafson, who I mentioned in the last episode. Titus Eugene Gustafson. So it's interesting to me that these are coming together, and I am 
so glad that now Jim gets to have a coffee with Titus Eugene Gustafson. Talk to you, Cheers.